Welcome to another episode of Coffee and Revelations, where you bring the coffee and we bring the revelations. I'm so excited. We are joined again by my husband, Maurice Mathis. Hello again. He's here again. We are in a, really a series surrounding the NICU. If you are not privy yet to the information, we launched Notes of Hope from 627 this past weekend on September 20th, which was in honor of the third anniversary of our last NICU graduate, Winston Fitzgerald Mathis. And so we are super thankful for this opportunity to just embark upon this ministry opportunity. Before we go further, I want to say thank you to everyone that is here for the first time. I'm so excited. I always know that someone is dropping in, um, maybe because of something that's been shared or because of a link that you saw. And I'm super glad that you are here. Please don't let it be your last time and feel free to share it with others, rate the podcast and all all of that. And of course, to our loyal and faithful listeners, thank you for coming back, y'all. I'm so glad that you choose to come back each week. I don't take it for granted because I know that your time is valuable and it's something that you can't get back. So I think it's an honor each week that you join us here. So thank you for doing that. All right, so we are going to sort of jump right into the episode, and it's really a series surrounding our NICU experience and the journey, and also really just to infuse hope to others that may be going through any trial, through any trouble, or anything that you're facing during this time, and also those that want to be a blessing to other people as they're going through. It's a difficult time right now. And if you are in the NICU or if you know someone in the NICU or if you are just living life, child, something is going on (laughs) at all times. And so I really just believe that God gives us the opportunity to share hope with others. And that's what we're doing. We're spreading hope. We're spreading love, the comfort of the Holy Spirit, because that is how we can make it through any trouble or any trial that's going on. So way back in 2017, when we were in the NICU, I sort of broke my silence on July 27th. The twins were born on June 27th, which is important to know because Notes of Hope from 627 is actually because of their birth date, which is June 27th. And on July 27th, I wrote a blog post, which was entitled Life Lessons from the NICU. So it's funny. I started my life lessons long ago, Maurice. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because if you've been following the podcast at all, I have a couple of life lessons from XYZ places. So actually that series started back in 2017 and just took a little break and started back in 2020 as a podcast. So really it's just things that I sort of learned along the way because if you listened last week and if you didn't, you can go back and listen to that episode. We were pretty quiet throughout our journey. We didn't talk a whole lot because it was very intense and there was always something going on, so many changes, so much just, oh, it was so, 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 so overwhelming. It was a tremendously overwhelming journey. And so we really had to sort of 
go inward and of course outward in prayer, but it was a very um, introspective experience, at least for us. And so I wrote this blog to help people that wanted to minister to their friends that were in the NICU or in whatever trial they were going through. So we're just going to go through the couple of things that I shared way back then, but that are still relevant today and things that can be important as you share with anyone that's going through a difficulty and even yourself as you go through various trials. So the first one was to be prayerful. That's the number one thing. Be prayerful. If you know somebody that is going through a trial and they might be quiet, they might not be talking, they may not be sharing and all those things. The number one thing that you can do, especially while you don't know all the details, is to be prayerful. Mike, do you have anything to share on that? And you don't have to know all the specifics to pray for because God knows what needs to be prayed for. So don't feel like you need to pry to say, well, what should I pray for? What's going on with the baby? How should I pray? Just give that person's name over to God, that child's name over to God, or as Anthony said, whatever situation that someone may be facing, just give it over to God. And if you don't say nothing but do you know we're working with the the kids right now the twins and praying and so their first prayer was thank you for this day amen and while that seems so trivial it's a very powerful prayer because you recognize that God holds the day and that you are thankful to him because he gave you that day now their prayers are thank you for queen thank you for daddy grant thank you for uncle coop Thank you for daddy. Thank you for mommy. Thank you for Auntie M. Thank you for Uncle Vincent, which is Uncle Vincent. And then they start saying, thank you for my bath. Thank you for my pajamas. They start saying all these things. But again, seems very small, but it's very powerful to understand that you are to thank that person for everything. So God hears very simple prayers and is able to do very big things with them where he is able to decipher, you know, what their what the intention is. So I said all that to say that an an acceptable prayer would be bless insert name. You don't have to know anything else about the situation. You don't have to know anything else about um the details, but bless this person. Watch after this person. Keep this person. Those are very simple prayers, but they're very powerful as well. Yeah, and i.e., don't be trying to get all up into people's prayer under the or under people's business under the guise of "I want to pray for you." Yeah, just pray. You know my name, and just you know the Lord. So go on and pray. And the beautiful thing about that too is, if you do find details, then you can pray those. And as a NICU parent, which is another reason that Notes of Hope from Six to Seven is so powerful, because as I've crafted the cards, I've prayed because I do know more about the specifics of the NICU. So if you're interested in even researching, you don't have to know everything about their situation. So if you want to Google what are some typical things that happen in the NICU Mm -hmm. or things that are, you can also do that because sometimes specifics in prayer are helpful. And so you can research what are some things that NICU babies often go through. You can pray for the doctors. You can pray for the nurses. You know that the parent will be separated from their child for some period of time. So you can pray for them as their home, as they may be feeling sad, as they're separated from their child. There are so many things that you can pray for. So you can pray even as Marie said, on a general level, 
for XYZ family, praying for that in a general sense. And then you can get specific, the things that you do know, you know something, you know that they are separated from their child, even if it's just that. So bless them as they drive home at night, as they go and may spend long days there, as they are walking down these long hallways, bless them, help them not to go through mental anguish and turmoil and all of those things. One of the things that I wrote on the on that topic specifically is, that your friend may be going through um, lack of rest, guilt, embarrassment, fear, a lot of other things. And for us, the largest, the biggest asset that people could offer us was prayer. You can do a lot of tangible things and all of that, but to be able to pray and to know that even if I'm not talking to you, even if I'm not seeing you, even if we're not texting and communicating and I'm not on social media or whatever the things are that you are praying, that is the biggest thing. The next one is to be sensitive, to be sensitive. Lots of things go on in the NICU. And so for us, we were there. If you heard the episode last week, we were there because of a very rare condition that Winston had intrauterine growth restriction. And so there were a lot of things surrounding that. And so even asking questions, going back to what Maurice just said, sometimes because the parent is going through so much, it's just a very sensitive time. So my suggestion is just to be sensitive and not just the NICU, but people that are going through other sicknesses or other family issues or traumas or situations that they're going through, just be sensitive, even in understanding that they may or may not want to share various things. So for us, some of the things that we went through, not being able to hold our children right away. So we couldn't hold the twins for about 72 hours. There are people that can't hold their children for much longer than that. So 10 days, two weeks, even months that they can't hold their children for various reasons. So that's something to be sensitive about. And you may not understand because if you've had children or known children to be born where you're just able to immediately hold them or immediately have that contact with them, it's just a major difference. And then to know that you can't have as much interaction as you would want to have. So being involved in changing your child, being able to feed your child or even your child's even eating normally at that time. And so many challenges that NICU parents have to face. It's just not a normal circumstance. And so where your friend is probably happy to have a child, it can also be surrounded with tremendous sadness and grief. And what could be such a high point really ends up being such a low point as well. And so just be sensitive. I have nothing to add to that. That's good. And I'm also going to link the blog post to the show notes here because there's a lot of really, really good information that I was inspired to write at that time that we can't go all the way through now just because it, it, it really is a heavy topic and something that I think really is timeless if you know someone that's going through any trial. The next one is to be gracious. It's very similar to the being sensitive but being gracious in that, I know one specific thing that I wrote in the blog was, if I don't respond to your text or to your call or to your social media tag or whatever it is for two days or a week or a month, it's probably because I have a million other things going on and I do value your reaching out and I do 
think that it's important, but so many things are happening in my world right now. I cannot stop. And even if I can stop, my mind is so overwhelmed with other things. Please show your friend some grace. And just to put a plug in there, show people grace anyway. (laughs) Just show people grace because it's funny because I'm in the midst of building a business right now. And something that we often say is your business is not the number one thing on people's minds. So if they don't respond to you after you text or call or do whatever, it's just because that is not the number one thing on their mind. And so similarly, when your friend is in the NICU, I guarantee you that their child getting well, getting home, getting healthy is the number one thing on their mind. And unfortunately, your reaching out is a blessing, but they're just not able to prioritize it as a top thing at the moment. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that is just important. Show people grace. And if you're genuine, really in wanting to reach out, and this is what I say, because I have some friends that have been through the NICU, are in the NICU now, and have been just through other trials. I always say, don't worry about calling me back. Don't worry about texting me back. I just want to reach out. That's a way to show grace even at the forefront. I'm just reaching out to show you that I'm supporting you. Don't worry about anything. If you reach out back out to me, that's fine. But to relieve the pressure, just know that I'm thinking of you. I love you. And, you know, just to let them know, even from the forefront, I'm already showing you grace. So show grace. Right. And if they don't um, respond, refer back to number one. Just start praying. Right. (laughs) Just be prayerful there. Refer back to number one. See number one above. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So it's it's a little it's so crazy because I wrote in here that honestly you may not want to talk to anybody but your babies and the medical team and the people that came to visit. And you may not want to talk to nobody. You might not want to talk to the baby. Not might not want to talk to the doctor, the medical team, the nurse, the people that came to visit. Nobody. You might just want to be quiet because so, so, so much is going on. And even referring back to that, like, okay, I do want to talk to God, but sometimes you just don't want to talk. So that's why you can also be praying because it's just a lot going on. It is a I constantly refer to it as a roller coaster. It is a whirlwind of emotion, a whirlwind of just so much. It is a traumatic experience. So many people go through post-traumatic stress disorder as a result of the NICU, just to give some perspective. It is a very traumatic experience. And so just show some Diagnosed or undiagnosed. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. PTSD is real from the NICU. And it's just so important to understand, to show people grace, give people grace. So the last sentence of that says, so when you get that response four days late or 14 days late or never, just remember (laughs) to show a little grace, show a little grace. It's so, a little grace goes a long way and it will be a blessing to your loved one. Number four, and these all really go hand in hand. They were just things that were on my heart and mind that I wanted to share. And I felt like the people needed to know at the time. Be considerate. Be considerate. It is so different to have a baby in the NICU and have to stay there for however long. Now, mind you, when I wrote this, both 
twins were still in the hospital. And we didn't know when they were going to be getting out. Gordon ended up making a lot of progress. She ended up getting out about two weeks after this, but she made a lot of quick progress after this. But it's a constant roller coaster of I don't know when things are happening and it's it's all just so crazy. So it's interesting because NICU parents are known to be super overprotective. So we didn't post pictures and of course people are like wanting to see the babies and all this stuff. But what if I don't want you to see my baby with all these tubes and all these things taped to their faces and all of these things that you probably don't understand. I know they just need it for breathing and healthy lungs and all of that. But you might think they had something. Wait, exactly. So be <laughs> considerate about that process because that is a again your friend or their family is going through a tremendous amount of trauma. And so things that may be normal to you, like may I see a picture of your baby or is everything okay or other questions that you might ask it. It's just a whole different thing, which then goes into, well, when they do get out, am I able to come visit? Can you visit me? Of course, this is during COVID, so it's a whole different ballgame now. But even then, with visiting people and seeing people and can I hold the baby and all of these things, you just have to be considerate and understand this is not a normal circumstance. And be considerate with your words as well. You know, often people try to relate. And as I always say, you're just trying to be relevant. Um, but you, your words have power um, to build up or to trigger in this sense. So, you know, saying stuff, you know, I... I, I know what that's like because um, I had to leave and go out of town for work for three days and I couldn't see my baby. No, that's not the same as <laughs> not being able right. to stay over with your child or not being able to have them in the crib that you set up for them two months ago. It's it's not the same. So being considerate with your words and you don't always have to talk. Just shut up sometimes. Is that OK to say on you? <laughs> Just shut <laughs> up sometimes and just I'm there for you. I don't understand what you're going through, but I'm here however you may need me. Period. And, and that's so, so true. Knowing that you don't have to talk, you don't just just be there when they need you. Mm-hmm. Don't force yourself and all of those things. But I have found and even now, because with living through the pandemic and twins are three, but I still am very overprotective like they have not gone anywhere during this whole pandemic because for me it's still as being a NICU mom like anything could happen issues respiratory concerns (laughs) all of those things it's like it, it is a big deal for me and so even understanding things like that that your NICU friend may not be as open as other parents are and just, just be considerate just be considerate and think about things and as Maurice was saying not to say everything that's on your mind think before you speak before you just start saying things or suggesting things again even going back to what I said about just googling and trying to understand okay is this something that might be appropriate also though I am actually going to be producing a lot of resources, free resources and printables and things like that for people to be able to 
understand how to communicate with your NICU friend, some things that might be helpful, because I realized that NICU is a ministry, the opportunity to share with people that are in the NICU, which is sort of where Notes of Hope from 627 even was birthed from, to help people who have family and friends in the NICU to be a blessing to them in that process. And so I'll be sharing some of that later. And the last one is to be thoughtful, to be thoughtful. So some of the things that happened to us while we were in the NICU, and of course, all those other things are so true, the things that we've said, but being thoughtful is to just remember that your friend, your loved one, is not living through normal circumstances right now. So anything that you can do to relieve a burden from them is a blessing. And oftentimes they're going to say no, but things that you can do that you know that they need that aren't obviously um, intrusive or anything, you know, just just do those things. Uh, One of my best friends, um, I don't remember exactly how it happened, but I do know that I ended up with food in my hand. I don't know how Rocky did that. I don't know if he was like, I'm coming. That's it. I'm bringing it. Just meet me outside. To do. I don't really know how it happened, but I know we had food for that night, which is, you know, we can get our own food and we have been getting our own food. But that's just one less thing to have to worry about. Leaving the NICU, getting out, going someplace, coming back, parking, walking 10 minutes to get there, scrubbing in, walking down a hallway, all this stuff. Um, it, it just... The things that you can do that aren't intrusive um, and you have it on your heart to do, just do it because that thought really does go a long way. I think somebody sent money to get the house clean one day. Yeah, that was the other thing. We spent like 20 minutes in the house and and so this overlaps a little bit because Nisi was in the hospital, but we're not talking about that right now, obviously. But between the time that Nisi was admitted... um, prior to the twins coming. And then by the time she finally came home, I guess at that point it was about a month later, I was in the middle of busy season. So I literally was coming home to take a shower, to go back to work, to then go to the hospital, to stay overnight, to come home, to take a shower, to go to work, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not the best, most thorough cleaner anyway. So, Amen. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, that was just thoughtful for someone was like, I understand that you can do this and you'll get somebody will do it. But let me just go ahead and take this off of your, your plate right now. And these things don't always have to be monetary either. So I know I've said, too, that involve money, but they don't they don't have to be those things. It's just being thoughtful for your friend. They are your friend. You know, your friend, you know, the things that. Um, make them smile, you know, the things that they would enjoy that are helpful to them. So do those things when and where available. Exactly. Just being thoughtful and thinking, as we know, the golden rule, do unto others as you have them do unto you. So just thinking, if I were in a situation where I was separated from my child for long periods of time, and I have, as I mentioned, a few friends that are in the NICU now, and it's completely different with COVID and rules with being able to stay for long extended periods of time and so many things have changed where for us I stayed so many nights up there like spending the night in that whole situation and spending like the whole day there and just not leaving and that is a whole different thing but just thinking how would I want someone to be a blessing to me again 
Notes of Hope from 627 is really designed to provide sort of that resource of how you can be a blessing to provide different ways and different things that can be a blessing to people as they you go through. Thank plug. you. So we will be having care packages <laughs> and boxes to be sent, but also free lists, just lists of things that you can do, ways that you can be helpful, things that you can do to be a blessing. Of course, we have the cards, which will be a weekly infusion of hope to be sent and just different things to let people know that you are there. Even though you may not have been through the NICU experience, you may not have all of the ins and outs and know all of that, but you can still be a blessing. You can still be a blessing during one of their most critical trials. And it's just, it's just, great to be a blessing and to help relieve a burden. You obviously can't control the amount of time that they're in the NICU. They can't either. But just being a blessing during that time is, it's just so wonderful. And you help to relieve a burden in some way, even if it's a small way or something that you think is small, it can be a major blessing. Mm -hmm. You have anything else? No, ma'am. Uh, go purchase your cards. They're available on Etsy. Um, if you don't know how to get to it through Etsy, go to Facebook, search Notes of Hope from 627, or go to Antoinette's page. It'll lead you there. <laughs> plug, plug. Yeah, and if you know any families that are currently in the NICU or friends of family or however it works, Please share. Um, we're going to have lots of resources and things really just to infuse hope that I think is somehow going to become a tagline because I don't have one yet. But every time I share it, I say an infusion of hope and it, it just gives me hope in saying that. So I think that somehow is going to become the tagline because we have experienced a tremendous amount of hope. And I know that God just wants us to be able to infuse it into others, not just give it to others. That's why I like that word infuse. It's like just pumping up a um, a fullness and energy giving, a life giving mechanism and tool that God has given us. So thank you for joining us. We never end coffee and revelations without giving an opportunity to give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Over. He is wonderful and he is the one that gives us the ability to infuse hope into others and so i want to give you that opportunity based on romans chapter 10 verses 9 and 10 that say if you confess with your mouth the lord jesus and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead then you will be saved for with your mouth you confess and with the heart you believe unto salvation and so i want to offer that opportunity to you today so repeat after me if that applies to you and if it doesn't apply to you and you're already saved please use this just as your infusion of hope to share the great plan of salvation with other people y'all this world is crazy but we have the opportunity to bring hope and life and salvation to all. So repeat after me. Father, I thank you for sending Jesus Christ to die for my sins. Lord, I bless you for giving me this opportunity to be cleansed and saved. I confess with my mouth and believe with my heart that you sent Jesus, that he was beaten that he was crucified, that he was buried, and that on the third day, he got up with all power, 
in his hands. And with that power, I invite you into my life and I make you my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank God for that prayer and for your new life in Christ. Find a Bible-based church. And don't forget to keep coming back for Coffee and Revelations. This is a great place to see and experience the Lord Jesus in your life in practical ways. Not all the deep stuff, some deep stuff too, (laughs) but just in practical ways to enjoy the presence of the Lord in your life. And with that, we will end this episode in prayer. Father God, in Jesus' name, we thank you so much for being amazing. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your strength and for your grace. There is nobody like you. Thank you for the opportunity to infuse hope into the lives of others. Father, we know that this world is so dismal sometimes and we go through some trials, we go through sickness, we go through grief, various traumas, PTSD, so many things that could cause us not to walk in power and in grace. But you have given us an opportunity for hope that comes from your spirit. And your word teaches us that hope makes not ashamed. So because of the hope that you have given us, we are now proud to share with others and to give them the opportunity to experience your power and your might and your strength. Thank you for even the opportunity to share our testimony with other people and to strengthen them as they walk the courses that we have walked ourselves. We love you and we thank you for every listener. And we ask you that this podcast, Coffee and Revelations, would be a blessing to the masses for your glory and for your honor. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being here. We love you. And until next time, bye. Show me God's perspective.